Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with me, Rob Lambert, and of course... And me, Helen Lazowski. How are you doing today, Helen? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, you? I'm not too bad, actually. Um, we've, we've got a whole load of building work going on and ah. um, I seem to leave things between the studio, which is at the bottom of the garden and the house, but we've got trenches for foundations, we, they're all full of water, we've got wooden boards leading across them so it's like walking the plank just to get to the house and so I'm I'm sort of without some of the essential stationary stuff down here in the studio and and actually today's episode we're actually going to talk about the traveling stationary freak almost kind of like what do you take with you when you travel what do I take and what have we seen other people take with them I think that's going to be a really interesting topic today I know you've just got some uh, experience of that so I'm really really interested to hear what your (laughs) uh Recent travels have unearthed. As per usual with these, we've got a a segment called Stationary Stories, which we'll come to in a minute. And then we're going to talk about the main topic, which is the traveling stationary freak. And But before we do, I just want to say a huge thank you. As always, you know, if you're a regular listener, that Helen and I, before we start recording these, we always look at the stats for the podcast. And we're we're still totally blown away, aren't we? That we're, We're getting hundreds and hundreds of downloads. We are. And yeah, we're super grateful, super thankful and of course, this podcast is really, it's a solo waffle between me and Helen, really, isn't it? Two solo waffles about stationery. We used stationary. to have this in the office when we worked together, Rob, didn't we? We <laughs> would talk about stationery then. We've just put it put it on a podcast uh, Imagine if we just recorded all those conversations. We'd have years worth of uh, content <laughs> for this podcast. Um, but you can find us at Stationery Freaks UK on Instagram. We don't go on there very often. We've talked about that. Stationeryfreaks.com is the website. But please do get in touch with us. And let us know if there's any particular topics you'd like us to cover. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we're gonna we've got loads of content, haven't we? But of course, we want to make sure it's right for you, our listener. We can talk about pretty much anything on stationery, so I'm quite oh, I quite like the challenge of can you talk about this side of stationery? I, I I feel it as a personal challenge, Rob. I think that's true. I think that's true, and that's a great personal challenge. And of course, obviously, we've talked about this before. We've had a few guests on as well. If you're in the field of stationery, like making it, selling it, distributing it. Or you're using stationery to release your potential as well. Yay. We would love to have you on the show. So again, please do get in touch. Stationaryfreaks.com is the web address. You'll find yep. details on there and how to get in touch. So without further ado, Helen, stationary stories. What's happening in your stationary world? <laughs> it ties in really nicely because I am due to head off to head office, one of these rare little adventures that I go on now because I work from home, so I don't go out very often. Um, And so I started thinking about when I put my laptop in my laptop bag, it's really annoying that then I'm putting in two or three notepads because, you know, you can't travel with just one, can you? Uh, I've got two or three notepads and I've never got the right one out and I've got uh, two or three pens and I do have a little pencil case which keeps them together but it won't fit the you know the the rubber in the eraser it won't fit a pair of scissors in and I don't know why I need scissors but I do Uh, so anyway it's all this kind of like ephemera stuff cluttering up the bottom of my bag and I spend my entire life up to my elbows in this scrabbling through trying to find the thing at the very bottom it's a big rucksack that will fit the laptop in so I had this epiphany. <laughs> there must be something out to solve this problem. And I went looking and I found something called a bookaroo. Um, it's called a books and stuff pouch. And the idea is, is that you put all your bits in, including your notebooks, and it gets your f- little pocket of the phone, if you want your phone in there as well, and a charger and a, you know, your rubber and all the rest of it. And it just means you put it in and you take it out with your laptop and it's a one thing 
and then you put all your little bits in there. It seems really stupid, but I just feel this is going to make my life better. So I've ordered one. You know what? As, you, as you've been talk, talking about how I've just been Googling what a bookaroo is, and I'm assuming it's, you know, bookaroo like the old game, you know, the one where you used to have to, you know, stack things on the... the oh, that's a northern book. accent. That's a bookaroo. This is a bookaroo. Oh, a bookaroo, bookaroo, book. Yeah, same thing. Same thing, isn't it? But I've, yes, I have brought up, I think what you're talking about, and not the old game where you stack things onto the mule. Yeah, not that one. Right, it looks... Um, looks good looks really good actually i think i might be taking a bit more of a look with a credit card later at that yeah <laughs> i'd just like to warn you so having found this little books and stuff pouch i then decided that what i really needed was a little pen holder thing to go with it to match right it'd be kind of nice but that doesn't fit the notebook size i've got so obviously i need to buy a notebook as well so it's an expensive road to go down rob but i honestly honestly would encourage you to follow me yeah, uh, I must close that tab now, otherwise we might have to delay this uh, podcast while I order a, a, a one of those. Yeah, it looks good. looks really good, actually. To be honest, I've been busy with this Romanian conference, which you know, we might talk a little bit about in this, this sort of traveling episode that we're going to do. So I haven't really been buying anything except for a few little bits of stationary stuff that is actually useful outside of the world of stationary. Oh, really? Let me explain. So... Yeah. Rubber bands, okay. I consider them stationary. Don't because know. I feel the same about paper clips. They're they're way undersold in the world, right? Hundred percent. And some of those. So I bought some rubber bands. I've bought a hole punch, and I bought some hole punch reinforcement stickers. You know those little oh, stickers. Oh, I remember those from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm starting to use A4 binders to store to do lists and various things. Again, Van Nystat, who we mentioned, I think in the last yeah. podcast has really got me going on this and he's to blame for me spending so much money. Um, but I bought some bulldog clips and some paper clips and some uh, elastic bands, rubber bands. And these are all these sort of little bits of stationary stuff that you kind of don't use very often, but when yeah. you really need it, you really wish you'd got some. Yeah. So I bought loads of those little things like that. Rubber bands, for example, are a cheap alternative to these cable ties. You know, you can get these sort of yeah. Velcro cable ties. They're, you know, reasonably cheap, but they're not as cheap as elastic bands. So I've been using those and I've been sorting the studio out and tidying it up and tidying all the cables and these bulldog clips to hold cables onto the, you know, the bookshelf and, you know, all little bits of stationery that are actually used outside of the traditional use of it. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, do you have one more, Helen? Because I do have another one. I do. Uh, but it's going to take me off on a little tour. So I found these absolutely fabulous little exercise notebooks. And they're A5 size. Um, they are um, stitched down the spine. And they're just like cardboard colour, you know. They're just plain nothing. But they've got a nice um, sort of canvas strip down the side, down the spine, so that they come in this collection of like, well, in fact... 15 or 20 of them come in this collection uh, with a nice sort of rainbow array of different colours, which is really good and appeals to me. Um, and I've literally earmarked these. So, Rob, you'll know that um, I've got a, a workshop that I run with a friend of mine. Uh, in fact, she was on the podcast, Helen Callahan, um, writing about it's about releasing people's 
uh, creativity and showing how that constraints can make you more creative. So we get people to basically build the outline for their own novel. And we talk them through it, we help them through it. And we do it for groups of, I don't know, software developers and whoever really. Um, and it's been really fun. But what I was looking for was to be able to hand out at these workshops a set of books. And I saw these and they were just so pleasing, Rob, that I've now like, right, I'll have two or three back patches and packs of them and I can just hand them out, right? Um, and so everybody will then have a plain notebook, but with this colour flash on it to do their wonderful uh, outline for their first ever novel, should they choose to do it. So that's really nice. The nice thing as well is, Rob, plain covers, you can put all the stickers on it. So nice. much room for stickers. Nice. I've actually been, um, you know, we, we get loads of free uh, notebooks, don't we, from conferences and companies oh, just, that we work with. We get loads of them. Still and, buy more, right? <laughs> uh, we still buy more, yeah. Uh, but I got a very nice one from a consultancy company that we both used to work for a while back, quite a long time. It's probably four or five years ago that I got this is it orange? It is. <laughs> I've got one of those too. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's obviously all got all their logos all over the, uh, the sort of notebook. So I've used some of the stickers from my conference this week to cover the cover the notebook which is nice. uh, which is yeah. good underrated rob stickers are underrated they are indeed that that wasn't my stationary story though and i'm intrigued by those notebooks you've got actually um, everything that we mention will be included in the show notes i am hoping to get a, another newsletter out this month in which case we'll include the links to these various products as well so you know what we're talking about but i've joined a master class helen oh I, was it the link that I sent you to the masterclass? Oh, no. This is an in-person masterclass mastermind group. So oh, okay. It's a group of people coming together to learn, to share, to, you know, mentor, mentee. Yeah. And the gentleman running it is a stationary freak. And <gasps> this was our first session this morning. Yeah. And his preliminary email, obviously, to, you know, where we're going, what we're going to talk about, et cetera. And one caveat thing, what well, one piece stood out. And it said, please bring a new notebook. There'll be no slides. There'll be no handouts. Your notes will help you to grow and learn. So nice. maybe dedicate a brand new notebook to this session. Nice to have a, an excuse, Rob, really. Indeed, indeed. And I've got loads down here in the Bureau. You know, we've talked about that before. <laughs> but I was in such a rush this morning. As I've said, we've got this building work going on. I was really late. I had to leave at like half seven this morning. It was raining, it was muddy, it was dirty, it was horrible, and I hadn't got my notebook out of the studio. So I grabbed one from in the house, which were these cheap IKEA ones, actually, which is not too bad. They bleed a lot, but be careful with the IKEA stuff. It bleeds quite heavily with pens. And so I turned up with this really not amazing notebook and one of these cheap, what I call, Artizo pens from Amazon, which, by the way, I wouldn't buy them. They come half filled and they run out very quickly. And me, as a stationary freak, turned up to a mastermind group with the worst stationery you've ever seen. I'm ashamed to know you, Rob. I know, I know. I will amend that for the next session. But <laughs> You've had one job, right, as a stationery <laughs> to go out into the world and share your love, right? I know, I know. And then when I sort of announced, introduced myself and said, yeah, I do management consultancy stuff and run a podcast called Stationery Freaks with my friend Helen, they were like blown away. Like, wow, cool, because this was a room full of people who'd or dedicated notebooks, different coloured pens. They'd got pencil cases full of cool stuff. Oh, there are people, Rob. There are people and they didn't even know it. 
No, they do now. They do now. Yay. That's another 10 new, new subscribers. Maybe. Hi, new people. Glad to hear you. <laughs> so, yes, I shall make amends. And uh, next time I shall be less lazy and actually get down to the studio to grab a decent notebook. But that's our stationary stories. And it leads us on nicely, Helen, to potentially spotting people in the wild mm. whilst traveling, but also our own stationary travel outfit, so to speak. Yeah. So the traveling stationary freak, Helen, you travel into a conference, it's abroad, you're on an aeroplane, let's let's set the scene here. <laughs> Do you take everything with you? Do you have like a suitcase full of all your stationary stuff? No, but a disproportionate amount of my luggage weight is down to stationary. So I, uh, when I go, usually if I'm traveling for work, not necessarily if I'm traveling for a conference, I would only have probably two notebooks for a conference. Um, and one of those would be um, a cheap exercise book that is effectively disposable. So it's for really, really quick notes. And then I have another one for which I want to follow up uh, the leads and the ideas and the references and stuff like that that I get through the time. So one's for jotting it all down and one's for making sure that it actually gets done when I get home. Um, and it helps me consolidate my thinking at the end of the day. It's kind of like a decompression kind of um, what 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 looking back on the day, reflecting back on the day, what do I think I should be looking to pick up again when I get home? But if I'm going into the office, I also have to take another one or two books. I have to take one for one-to-one conversations if I'm meeting any staff in there. But the other thing I always take is a um, one of these like empty exercise notebooks, like I do for the conference, mm. but for different reason, which is that I do not like, and this is going to sound sad, I do not like opening out my bullet journal uh when I'm in a meeting because I'm now very self-conscious I don't know if I've told you Rob but I have blossomed during the uh lockdown and subsequent time now I work from home so it's really really functional but my brain works really graphically it likes pictures and images and colors so it helps me remember stuff so my entire notebook is set up in quite a uh sort of colorful and you know loads of washi tape and not so much stickers but washi tape and colored pens and all sorts different colored inks all sorts of things and it i open it up and i feel quite self-conscious so now i have um i do take it with me because i need it right Hmm. but i don't i don't open it for meetings (laughs) which is just i feel like I'm, i'm ashamed to to be a stationary freak which is not quite true but um yeah so it's why are you ashamed? Because it's so colourful and unique, or is it not as colourful and pretty and unique as you wanted it to be? Oh God, no, no, it's not that. It's because I once years ago got a new boss. I'm talking decades ago. I got a new boss, and she was as short as I am, Rob, and you know I'm I'm not very big. <laughs> um, and she was tiny uh, woman, um. And she turned up in this little black business suit and clutching a furry filofaxy type thing with uh, that was basically orange fur with uh, Tigger on the front. And when you pressed his nose, he sort of said, hi, I'm Tigger or something wow. along those lines. <laughs> and I was look. so horrified that that translates <laughs> that I don't ever. And now, you know what? She turned out to me the most wonderful person. And, and I really adored working with her in the end. Not necessarily at first. It took me a long time to get over that. But that I don't want to be that person in somebody else's head. And isn't that awful? Yeah, so, you know, even at my age. 
Yeah, I think, you know, we, we teach a lot of leadership and management stuff, we and do. we know that first impressions do count, and it yeah. takes a while to get past them. So, you know, if it's a brief meeting, maybe you do want to, you know, put your first, you know, your best <laughs> foot forward. But then, you know, there's this authentic self and radical candor and all that sort of stuff that's going on. Um, which is important as well so yeah it's um it's all my team on. know about my yeah everybody I work with regularly knows about my bullet journal but it's yeah it's when I'm going in to see directors that I only see once every year or maybe not even that often I perhaps don't want to you know show them the, the real you the authentic <laughs> the real <self>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what was coming out of. yeah well I was I was talking about that at the workshop this week I was saying be careful bringing your authentic self to work <laughs> You know, nobody needs to see the real authentic Rob. Um, that's not that's not pleasant <laughs> sometimes. I, I was once talking to a chap at a conference and he's really good because he he runs experiments in his company. It's a relatively small company, 25 people, um, and he runs all sorts of experiments. So they have an open salary policy that he has. They, they make all the decisions themselves. They don't have him make the decisions as CEO and such like. Um, quite extreme, some of them. And one of them was... He said, the bringing your whole self to work thing. He said, we tried it. It turns out you want to bring 80% of yourself to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, yeah, he tells a really good story about that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You've got to be careful. Well, I've just been to a conference in Romania, which was yes. brilliant fun. Really, really nice in Bucharest, which is a fabulous place if you've never been. Very, very nice place. And um, when I go to a conference, and a lot depends on where we're traveling to and how long and all the other stuff, of course, the traveling stationary freak has many contexts in which they're um, operating, so to speak. And this week, I took so little stationary that I was worried that I was losing my stationary freakness. Uh. Um, I took some stickers for the workshop, but they were in the suitcase. And with me, all I have is a very trusty very very small i want to say b5 size um moleskin hardback notebook it's very small fits in your pocket basically with a little pen holder on the side and i took stupidly one of these um artistic or whatever they're called pens which i've just recommended that you do not buy <laughs> because um they come half filled you, you get them out and there's only half the ink tube full and they run out very very quickly and this pen ran out, so British Airways, thank you, big shout out to British Airways, gave me one of their British Airways pens on the uh, on the aeroplane. Because nice. you imagine being a stationary freak with one notebook, one pen, and the pen doesn't work. I mean, you're in a pickle. I'm ashamed to know you, Rob. What can yeah, I say? That's not a nice place to be. And I've started doing these paper to-do lists. I think we talked about this on the last episode. Um, so that's folded up into a tiny little square with inside the notebook. And I travel light now to conferences because of a couple of reasons. One is I always over, I guess, um, estimate how much stationary type activity I'm going to be doing at these conferences. I always think I'm going to be sat there doodling and journaling like Ernest Hemingway in a bar somewhere. And the reality is I'm not. I'm focused on having a beer and, and talking to people. <laughs> I used to take my journal, but then I didn't really do much journaling because I'd be usually in the bar talking to people. Yeah, and... that's how I remember it, Rob, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's a theme. There's a theme. Um, and the other thing is you get lots of free stationery. So if you stay in a reasonable hotel, you're going to at least get a scrappy little notepad somewhere and a pen. You stay in a decent hotel, you might actually get like a little leather-bound notepad, which is what was in the hotel I was in, which was quite nice. I've never st I've stayed in some really good hotels, Rob, and I've never had a leather-bound notepad. Yeah, never, never. No. Well, hats off to the Marriott in uh, Romania. They give you yeah, a little leather... Absolutely. Leather notepad, it was very nice. And 
the pens are good, but obviously you're at a conference and usually with a conference, there's some sort of expo where you've got all these people pushing their products and teams and services on yeah. you as you're at the conference. And they're useful because they allow the conference to happen. I mean, let's be honest, but there's also tons of stationery, loads of pens, usually some decent notebooks, actually. Um, I came back with a couple this time, which was very good. Yeah. And so I've I've traveled in light because I take the iPad as well for doodling on the Apple Pen and all that kind of stuff. It's really good for just sort of sketching ideas. And this little travel notebook means I'm not like worrying, where's my fourth notebook? You know, where's the extra pens? Where's the coloring yeah. stuff? Now, of course, if I was an artist, I'd probably take all of that sort of stuff with me. <laughs> and once I was on the plane, there was somebody over the, the aisle over the other side. I could see him. He was clearly a stationary freak. And if, Helen, we'd have had some stationary freak stickers. We need I, to get those, Rob. I swear to God. We do. We definitely do. We've got loads of ideas for what to put on the stickers. We're just not very good at art, are we? So We are appalling at art. If the, well, it's certainly, I've seen you draw, Rob, and I'm, I know my skills are uh, woefully inadequate as well so yeah the, the dog on a skateboard is a legendary uh, drawing of mine which it happens. is but it's not for the right reasons Rob <laughs> no, it's not it's not so we like that design skill we like that sort of ability so again listeners if you're listening and you're in the world of designing stickers give us a shout um but yeah if I'd have had some stickers he would have had the whole bag full I mean this guy was you know a freak beyond freaks it was brilliant to see however he was all over the place he's got three or four notebooks he's got about 25 pens out on the tray table in front of him they were rolling off they were dropping on the floor he was getting ink all over the seat oh. oh man he was having a time of it and um i think that's why i've started to travel light because i used to be that person with all these different colors and stickers and stuff and you know i just i'm trying to get simpler as i get older i, I appreciate that but i i still struggle to take the correct number of pens or pencils and because I like to take a pen and a pencil, but I do like to take an ink pen, which is fraught with danger. Yeah, yeah. So I try then to say, well, maybe not the ink pen or maybe the ink pen, but I'll also take a uh, gel pen or something that I've got rollable maybe. But at the end of the day, I end up with, for every pencil you take, you need a rubber and a pencil sharpener. If you take the ink pen, you need at least another cartridge, even if you, I mean, and I don't really use cartridges, so it's only in case it runs out. Um, there's just so much ephemera that goes with it, so much bits and pieces um, that I'm not very good at, at adjusting. So it's a very mm. large pencil case I take with me. Um, I can I can imagine you actually sat on the aeroplane with your ink pens and your little jar of ink. <laughs> trying, <laughs> I can't do it at my desk. Sat at sat at home at my desk. It's <laughs> there's a horrible orange stain on my desk, which I suspect is where a post-it note got wet. I've stained my desk. Is that from uh, your uh, stationary disaster where you knocked that jug of water all over your desk? Yeah. It was. But yes, I mean, it was lots of things bit the dust that day. Bless it. Yeah, well, I was was in the airport um, before we flew and there was clearly another stationary freak there. Man, we really got to get some stickers. Um, We need to get stickers out, Rob. we We need to talk about that, Rob, about how we would, you know, approaching... A fellow stationary freak. Ooh. What are you going to do? Oh, the stickers are a soft intro. I mean, that's a that's a win, isn't it? Everyone loves yeah. a sticker. I mean, going up to somebody saying, "Oh, like your notebook," that can be a bit creepy. If you're not a stationary freak, it is creepy. If you're a stationary freak, it's like, really, I know it's fab, isn't it? And then you're 
Yeah, that is an episode for the backlog there, isn't it? How to approach another stationary freak. And what happens if they're not a freak? You know, that's the, you know. <laughs> we should perhaps run some experiments, Rob, where we go out and we go and find stationary freaks and then we practice different introductions and see what happens. You know what? I know we're talking strategy and marketing on the actual podcast here, but listeners, you are hearing it here first. That <laughs> would be gold social media content, wouldn't it? You know, filming that interaction. <laughs> Nice yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, this lady at the airport, she had she had a stapler. She had a little pair of scissors. I guess she's allowed those through security because she got them with her. Oh, really? Um, stick of glue. She was cutting up bits of magazine. She was doing collages, basically, um, which was really cool. I love collaging. And she was, yeah, she had a massive pencil case all over the table, you know, glue, scissors, stickers, staplers. What was she doing? I mean, oh, I, for what purpose? Is this uh, something she needed to do for work? In which case, cool, I want her job. Um, or, or is this a personal thing? Is this a stress management thing for not being a happy flyer? Or could just be in sheer creativity needed to come out at that moment in time, wow. which is respect there. And, and again, if we had these stickers, we can approach. And you know, <laughs> I could have asked her, of course, but she looked right in the zone there of uh, don't want to interrupt a girl with a glue stick, do you, really? No, no, no. Well, she got a pair of scissors in her hand and she just chopped the head off this uh, guy in the magazine. Um, <laughs> so I thought, best not. Um, so, Helen, you know, let's say you're traveling within the UK. We're based in the UK. Um, do, does your travel stationary bag look any different for you like it does for me? Mine's minimalist when I go abroad. In the UK, I'll probably take a pencil case with a whole load of pens. What about you? So from a, I travel really light from a clothes and belongings point of view, but the proportion of stationery is still quite high. So if I'm going away for work, um, as I said, I have at least three, sometimes four notebooks and a little collection of stationery, a little pencil case, which has got more stuff in than I really should have. But if I'm traveling personally, I always do take a notebook. I take a... It's one I got from, I just have to say, it's the TK Maxx equivalent. It's called Home Sense or something. Oh, yeah. And they have they have a really great collection of, like, redu- reduced notebooks. So I'm forever in there rifling through to see if they've got anything new and unusual. And I picked up a moleskin one, which is the brilliant B- the B6 size. I don't know. The size that I use, the, uh, the Zen Art. Uh, bullet mm. journals that I use it's the same size and I bought it but it's thinner um, and the the pages aren't quite such good quality paper but it's absolutely brilliant for writing my my I do a creative writing course at the moment so I use it for that but I've always got a book like that which is I've had this really great idea I want to remember it because I always think I will remember it and it's gone even though I can remember it was something I was supposed to remember I don't remember what it was so I write it down now, always. I blame social media for my lack of attention. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. And um, so you still have this separation of containers I do. for different things, even when, like you're traveling for work, you're still going to take three or four notebooks with you. Yeah, I do. Mm. Mm. You see, I I've, I've sort of almost, yeah, you see, I've sort of almost broken that habit um, <laughs> for work. I now just carry one notebook and... Um, all notes go in there, one-to-ones, meeting notes, you name it, action lists. Um, because I was traveling with so many different notebooks and guaranteed I'd take the wrong notebook to the wrong meeting or I wish I'd had my other notebook. And they all ended up just forming into one notebook at the end of the day anyway. So, yeah, definitely a much simpler process there for me now. 
I'm liking the idea. I mean, I do have a uh, sort of scratch pad kind of notebook and a sensible, long-lived, I need to remember stuff and actually have it phrased decently and be able to read it, that kind of notebook. Mm. So, yeah. I think one of the, um, the sort of acid tests of the, the traveling stationary freak for me is, did I use everything that I took with me? Yeah, that's a really good test, actually. And, you you know, you're making me question. I'm off uh, in a few, two or three weeks, um, just for a few days. It's, I'm going to think about it very, very carefully and see if I can hone down what it is I need to, to take with me. If I could narrow it down to just sort of a scratch pad and a, a bullet journal, then I'd be really happy, actually. Feeling, I, I'm already feeling like um, I'm being deprived of something. <laughs> I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because you've got so much stuff and you've got pencil cases that can hold yeah. all this stuff that you're like, yeah, why not just take it? But for me, I don't find travel stressful, really, unless I've got too much stuff. And yeah. I can't put my hands on what I need to. The you know the hand luggage is just too heavy. Um, and then I get really sort of a bit, not stressed, but just annoyed with myself because I've taken too much stuff. And so, yeah, I really tried to pare that back. And, yeah, that question... Have I used it all at the end of a trip? For me, it allows me to start getting rid of stuff out of that equation, so to speak. Yeah. But I guess, you know, a lot always depends on that context of what you're doing, you know, why you're there, etc. I used to travel a lot for work, a lot. And I did that really well with my belongings. What do I need to take? And everything except the stationery was really, really pared down now. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I have not achieved the same at all with the stationery. But I do feel it's quite cumbersome when I go. I don't want to leave anything behind. Um, but I do feel the weight, of, not the physical weight, but the emotional weight of everything mm. I've got to take. I would like it to be lighter. I wonder, I'm going to give this a go, Rob. I commit to giving it a try. See if I can get away with, you know, a, a, a scratch notepad and a, a bullet journal. I should be able to manage on that, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I think sometimes when you don't have the stuff around, you just make do with what you've got. I mean, that's that creative constraint, isn't it, that you were talking about in your workshop. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Well, maybe we've done our topic of the traveling stationary freak. If you are a regular traveler, um, let us know what's in your stationary yeah. bag, so to speak. You know, what's your everyday carry for a stationary freak? Because I think that'd be really fascinating to see that. And, you know, tag us on Instagram if you if you've got photos of what it is that you take with it you and um i wonder there helen whether we've got a seed for another show which is the everyday carry of a stationary well, I'd, I'd be really interested in not just what is it that everybody carries but what what has made you make those decisions why did you mm. choose so like me with this i don't know bookaroo pouch thing i'm solving a problem that i have with that hopefully um and i'm really interested to how what problems people were solving when on their way to getting to what they now take with them because you obviously made those decisions at some point in the past to consolidate and only take the most essential stuff and do it in a way that's relatively stress-free. Um, and I'm really interested in, in what those choices were and, and how you came, they came about. Yeah, yeah. And I think there'd be so much variety. You know, if you're a watercolor artist, for example, yeah. you may pair down to six, seven different colors um, versus taking the whole big palette of everything whilst traveling versus if you're a sketch artist then maybe you, you don't need the colors and all the other stuff with it so yeah there's a huge variety isn't there there is and i'd love yeah i, I mean and i'm neither of us are particularly artistic and i feel that's a, a big hole rob in our ability to talk about 
stationary from an artistic point of view. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to talk to somebody about that too. Yeah, well, I am I am still learning to draw, so I am getting there. I'm definitely getting better, but by no means am I at the point where I'm willing to share what I've drawn. <laughs> not that much better. On social media or or with anyone actually. My kids love it. They say, "Oh, you're really good at drawing." I look at it and think, "Wow, that perspective's well off." His eye should not be that much bigger than the other one. <laughs> so with that, I think we are done with this. Any last minute um, stationary? stuff you want to cover before we close out no I think I am uh, done I well I probably should just confess because I do feel this is slightly confessional here I may well have broken the bank on washi tapes I did go onto Etsy I put everything I loved in my basket I did did whittle it down a lot but I still spent 80 quid and 80 quid <laughs> on washi is is a ridiculous amount um but it it's now in a big pile because I actually haven't got anywhere that's, I haven't got a box big enough to put it all in. But I do love it very much. But even yeah. so, um, it's a lot of money and I, I I don't have buyer's remorse, though, I have to be honest. <laughs> I still love it. I'm really glad. But I have to confess to somebody that, yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of money um, to spend on washi tape. And I do not advise anyone else to do the same. That, that that is a lot that is a lot but if you're going to use it you know you could say it's just you know piling up your stock ready for, yeah. for using it so if you keep spending that every month on it then you've definitely yeah no no it. it's true i probably hadn't yeah i haven't bought washi tape at all even the odd one for a long time so yeah but it was a, a collection of different stuff most of it i absolutely adore a couple of them i like yeah that's not how it looked that's not what i thought i was getting so yeah well, nothing really from me other than after this, I'm going to wander up to the house and speak to the builders who are all out building uh, part of our extension, which is very exciting. And I'm a little bit inspired, like, um, do you know Field Notes? The yeah, brand? I yeah, do. So the, the guy behind that, I'm trying to remember, is Aaron Draplin was one of the people go. behind it. And he has a, there's a YouTube video, and I'll see if I include the link. He's got a huge collection of the original Field Note books which were what farmers used to have and mechanics etc and they'd fit in your jacket pocket back in the uh, 50s 60s and used to write down you know yield weather whatever it was that that was important to you in in your trade and that kind of inspired him to build the field notes brand and so when i go and speak to the builders i'm always hugely intrigued on their note-taking system They've got massive fat pencils that I guess yeah, are that size. Always. Yeah, I mean, your husband's a builder, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And he, they're, they're big and long and f- they're sort of flat, aren't they? Yeah. You, and I'm like, the only thing you can sharpen them with is a, is a raw blade. You can't do anything else. Yeah, and I'm like, why is that? Is that to stop them snapping in your pocket? It's to stop them rolling away when you put them down. Oh, there you go. You see, every day is a school day for me. It and is my- right lack of building experience um so i'm going to go and chat to them and uh, my wife uh, scolds me for this because i distract them and an hour later they've still got nowhere further with the build so uh, is this the one that you said to the first thing that they did was write on your wall what everybody took for tea and coffee absolutely yeah first list they did was name of every builder and electrician etc and how they took their tea and coffee um still on the wall why on the wall you mean literally written on the wall because the wall is coming down, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, the wall's coming either down or it's getting painted and plastered. So yeah, yeah. they're they're not, you know, <laughs> they're not graffitiing the brand new house with their lists. But equally um, they haven't written it on a piece of paper with a nice pen and coloured it in for you. So No, no. Well that, that list would have got lost as utter carnage at the moment. Utter they're carnage. Very practical builders, very practical. Indeed. 
indeed. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do hope you're enjoying these podcasts and please do let us know any topics that you'd like us to cover. At Stationary Freaks UK is our Instagram handle and it's www.stationaryfreaks.com for our web address. You'll find the newsletter on there as well. And with that, that's it from myself, Rob, and... And from me, Helen Lazowski. We shall speak to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Bye.